On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. It's a rare back-to-back for Newman Wrestling as the Jets pulled out a victory over Levette County Community College at the Kansas Star Casino yesterday. Today, the Jets are setting out for a road trip to Nebraska for a dual makeup with the UNK Lopers. We'll get you set for all the action on today's episode of the JetCast. This is episode number 59, a special Monday edition of the show. We are starting the program today with Newman Jets wrestling on the road to take on the Lopers in MIAA wrestling action today. We are joined by head coach Ryan Smith in the middle if you're watching on YouTube and on the end associate coach Blake Fisher guys it is so great to have you on the show thank you so much yeah absolutely thanks for having us Blake well let's start with you coach uh, the Jets at the the Kansas Star uh, the battle of the belts and you guys get the victory over Lebec County I know it was a two-point win but in the matches you actually wrestled uh, five to two, and you guys had some dominant wins there in the middle weights. How did you feel like the guys performed yesterday? No, I mean, it, I mean, the guys performed fine. It was, um, you know, they showed up and wrestled. I mean, they should. I mean, you're talking about a four-year school versus JUCO, and um, you know, I'm just, I'm just thankful those guys who agreed to do it. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we we had the jet duels on the on the schedule, and that kind of fell through, and then. You know, my boys wrestle for Mays Wrestling Club, and I knew about this this tournament. I mean, it's a premier tournament in the Midwest. I think they had over 2,000 wrestlers um, over, you know, two days of, of competition. So what a what a great event to, to add some college wrestling. And um, I'm just glad the Mays Wrestling Club was able to make it happen and glad Labette agreed to come over and take us on. So, Co- Coach Smith, what was the atmosphere like with – I'm sure probably there have not been a whole lot of wrestling events in your career. You can correct me if I'm wrong that have taken place in a casino in, the, in an arena like that? What was that like to, to have, have the, the, the guys there and, and wrestling in, a, in an arena like that? Oh, it, it was pretty cool. I, I don't know if it was um, – you know, it was different, obviously. I mean, not being at your home place, not really having a locker room. Um, it, but just the, just the nature of the venue. And I, I've told myself for the last five years we needed to figure out a way to, to do something over there, whether it be an open tournament, a duel of that nature, or, you know, but it, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible when you get to see, you know, six, seven-year-old kids wrestling alongside, you know, grown men. So um, what a great opportunity for, for wrestling from a, from a you know, a, a whole standpoint. So, Coach Fisher, have you been in an atmosphere like that before? First time for me, um, I talked to the guys all week about how to prepare for something like that and how to stay focused when you're in an environment that you're not used to. Is it similar to like when you had the guys up at Nationals just because obviously the the pressure of being in that situation when you're at Nationals is is 
totally different, understandable. But there is a, it is similar in the fact that there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of, you know, distractions, a lot of wrestling taking place. Obviously, there would be in different weight classes in this situation to be all these younger kids wrestling. Uh, so are, are there similarities for going to a, a big duel or maybe when you guys hosted the MIAA championships here a few years ago? Um, yeah, I think there's a couple similarities, but as far as the younger guys that haven't really been to the national tournament, it was a good experience for them, something they can reflect on when they do make it to the tournament. So it won't be their first experience at the national tournament. They have something to fall back on. Coach Smith, how do you feel like this is maybe a kind of a recruiting tool for you guys to get your name out, get your program out in front of these kids? You know, you mentioned this Battle of the Belts. You know, I'm not as much in the wrestling universe as you two are. But, you know, if this is a really big event, how great is it to get your name out in front of some of these kids that you might be trying to get into some Newman singlets in the next 10 years? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the same thing we do when we have the kids' duels prior to our events at home. I mean, it's it's all marketing. It's all getting that Newman brand in front of these guys at a young age, and and you know there's nothing nothing more special than a ten year old kid saying, "Hey, I'm going to wear a Newman singlet when I'm you know 18 years old." So, you know, it's fun. I mean, that's part of it. And, and Coach Fisher, how, how important is it to start building relationships when you're trying to recruit these kids and and getting to know these kids early when you have them in your own building? I mean, just getting out in front of in front of them. In front of the kids' clubs, in front of the high schools, seeing your name. when they As they grow up, they see you more and more. They want to be a part of it. So, Coach Smith, you've had Coach Fisher as your associate head coach. I don't know how long he's been <clears throat> the associate coach, but he's now been with you. He's in his 11th year with you, a decade with this guy. Uh, what's it been like to have Coach Fisher on your staff oh. for, for over a decade now? He's my right-hand man. You know, I lean on him quite a bit. Um, you know, we, we – we both have our roles, and we, we usually stay in our lanes and uh, where we get on we get on each other a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, Newman's, Newman's blessed to have him. And, and we're blessed to have him on the show as well. Coach Fisher, what's it like? I always ask the kids this when they come on. What's it like to work for Coach Smith? It's, <laughs> he just couldn't help himself, couldn't no, Coach Smith? No, it's, um, it's been an experience. He's... He's kind of guided me when I was younger and kind of let me take more and more leadership roles as I got older. And 11th year in, like you said, we kind of now it's kind of just we know what to do, we well, know how what, to get things done. What, how, do you, how do you define your role? What do you feel like your role is on this program? Um, well, year to year it gets a little bit different. Just as we develop and grow the program, we have to take on a little bit more. But mostly, you know, I'm in the room running practice, helping with the guys on technique and stuff like that. But, you know, the, this year and moving on to next year will be more of a recruiting scene with Coach Meese involved now. We can really start spreading our wings and getting in front of more kids. Well, And, and I also wanted to ask you, you know, for both of you guys, uh, this is kind of a family deal, and, and you've got family on the team now. What's it been like to, to have another Fisher uh, wearing a, a Newman uniform? <clears throat> um, it's It's good. I mean, I have to – step back sometimes and say well he is my family he's my cousin there's a little bit different relationship there than I have with other kids but um he's a great kid he's easy to coach he listens he's well-mannered he's awesome awesome kid Uh, I wanted to ask you coach a couple weeks ago you guys celebrated senior day and just a, a huge long list of seniors of guys that 
you're getting ready to say goodbye to who have been a member of the Navy and Red for all these years and been a part of your program. Uh, what was it like to see those guys wrestle uh, their last matches at home as, as Newman Jets and, and, you know, thinking about the future where, you know, you won't have those guys around next yeah. year? It's always, it's, it's always tough, you know. Hopefully, we, hopefully we, we retain a few of those guys for another year um, to soften that burden. So you've got a um, couple of guys that have the option to yeah, come back. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, Cam will stick around, do, it, do his GA year. And, um, so we're not losing them all. We're going to lose a couple of them. But, you know, it is what it is. We, we go through this every year. But, man, that, that list of seniors, you go back and look over the years, you know, just the, you know, the 10 years – Fisher's been with me, and um, it gets a little harder each year. You know, as you, like he was saying, as you develop the program, as you get a little better every year, and, um, you know, sometimes it feels like we're taking, you know, two steps forward and one step back, but, um, you know, it's it's special. I mean, not to take anything away from the, you know, the guys 10, 15 years ago, but, um, you know, every one of those guys are special. And, Coach, I wanted to ask you, Coach Fisher, as well, because I remember when we had Cameron Frame on the show, he was actually kind of excited to to join the coaching staff and maybe start to get his feet wet, you know, like you did in this business on this side, you know, looking at the mat from the outside rather than being on it. How do you feel like you need to mentor? How are you mentoring Coach Meese as he tries to get started in this profession and, and maybe try to become a wrestling coach later on in his life? You want to take that? No, no, that's for you, Coach. That's for me. It is. <clears throat> um, well, with with Coach Meese, I was, we'll start with him. Just this is his first year actually being part of the program. I mean, he was with us, you know, a year or two ago, as, and just kind of helping out, but giving him more of a role in the program and watching him develop and learning how to talk to the guys and knowing where we're at in the season and what to do at the right times is just the first step in learning. So he's doing a great job picking things up. And as far as Cameron Frame. I mean, I'm just trying to keep him focused for his last year. Of course. And, you know, he is very, very, very excited for next year to help out. But this year we just got to keep him focused. And, and you, you mentioned the, the fact, Coach <clears throat> Smith, that, you know, some of these guys you can have back. Uh, how, I guess, challenging has it been just to try to figure out eligibility and who's going to come back, who's not – all these things that, you know, four years ago – you knew exactly, okay, I've got this guy for one more year, and that's it. This is what I need. These are the weight classes that I need to recruit for. You know, how much more of a challenge is it now with you know, the give back year and, and guys being able to make that decision? And, and you know, as, as we move forward, hopefully we'll get back to normal one of these days, and this won't be an issue anymore. But I know for right now, how has that kind of changed up how you recruit and how you have to put the team together? Well, I know you've never recruited at Newman, but it's always challenging. I, I, I have never, um, I have never recruited at Newman. He, that is correct. But I mean, yeah, it's not as clear cut as it was before. I mean, it got it's it's pretty clear when you get a when you get a COVID give back year, right? Um, but I mean, it's the same goes that every throughout every year as far as all right, we got this you know guy four, he's looking at year five. Um, you know, it, it's just got to make sense for the kid too. Um, you know, is the kid willing to grind out another year? Um, it's not right for everybody. Um, you know, they got to be bought in. We don't want them to come in here and, um, you know, get halfway through and, nah, this really isn't for me. Um, 
so it's a lot of it's a lot of conversations with these guys so coach we obviously turn our attention here coach fisher we'll start with you nebraska carney coming up road trip today Loper's one of the premier programs in the miaa really one of the premier programs in the country when you look at these lopers when you prepare a team for a match obviously it's so individualized because you got to have guys who have are wrestling different guys and you know the matchup for one player or one wrestler or one weight class might be totally different than the weight class two above or two below it so when you're scouting a team and putting it together so i guess it's not a unk question just kind of a general prep question how do you go about you know scouting the opposing team and and getting each wrestler prepared for their individual matches well going back my last 10 years without coach meese in the room every day it was a little bit tougher you know talking to you know my 10 starters or i mean this this duel we're going to have a little bit less. We have a few opens, but just some injuries going on. And it's just a little bit – it was a little bit tougher in the past dealing with each each kid individually and watching the kid they're going to have and preparing each one of them for what they're going to see in the match. As to now, you got Coach Meese in the room, and, you know, he could take half the load. So it's it's quite a bit easier with another coach in the room, and it, it helps tremendously against a, a team like Carney. Looking at the road trip up today, is there any – birthday surprise planned for coach smith on the road trip today god i hope not <laughs> just a, a big win versus carney hopefully hey that that would be fine so like that would be a great birthday gift for coach uh I, i'll let you decide whether or not you want to <laughs> disclose the age here on the show or not uh but final question how how special would that be to go up there and maybe not even necessarily looking for a win against nebraska carney but how important is it for these guys as you you know Getting pretty close here to the postseason for some of these guys. Sure. Uh, you know, so even if they're not getting the win, but how important is it for these guys to go up, wrestle solid, and wrestle these loafers too? No, we've got, we've got some guys that are wrestling well right now, and there's no doubt in our mind that we're not going to go up there and steal a couple matches from them. So um, that's, the, that's the goal for the, you know, the next two duels. We got UNK tonight, and we got UCO on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know who did that scheduling, but <laughs> they're, um, they're probably in trouble. But, um, no, it's, it's fun. We've got, we've got the last two duels. We're getting ready for postseason after that, and we just got to keep building on each one of these, each one of these matches. It's a 6 p.m. start for the duels tonight up at Nebraska Kearney. Coach Smith and Coach Fisher, his debut on the JetCast. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Blake. Thanks for having us. We are talking women's basketball. We'll have Tori Vang on next, a forward from the women's basketball team, when we return on the JetCast. Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving.
Back on the JetCast, it is the bye week for Newman women's basketball as they will play their travel partner, Central Oklahoma, coming up as the Jets look to knock off the Broncos. We are joined here by a forward from Goddard, Kansas, another one of these Kansas kids coming into this Newman program, Tori Vang, a forward from Goddard, averaging two points per game but coming off of a career-high eight points and a career-high 31 minutes. She has made five straight starts now for the Jets. She had a really big game as the Jets had a big-time upset bid against the number 22 Nebraska Kearney Lopers, Tori Vang. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, number 22 Lopers, number 22 team in the country, uh, you guys uh, really did a fantastic job overcoming some early adversity and you guys had a fairly good offensive game, which had been a struggle in some previous nights. What allowed you guys to keep pace with the Lopers in the second half? Um, I mean, it started off and we were all like, we're, we're not doing this again. We're not, we're not going through another game like what we just had. And I think just coming together and realizing we're not doing that again. Sure. And, Let's just play together and let's just play all. Well, and, and obviously she's referring to uh, a difficult night at the office, let's say, against Fort Hayes State. Lopers come out, they get on a 13-3 run, and they lead, I think, 20-7 to after the first quarter. It's one thing to say, okay, you know, we're not going to let this happen again. It's another thing to go out and, you know, really take it to the Lopers and beat them 19-6 in the second quarter to mm-hmm. tie it up going into the second half. How do you guys take that feeling of we can't let this happen again and then turn it into execution? Uh, I thought that second quarter offensively and defensively, that may have been one of your best 10-minute stretches of basketball you guys have played all year. Yeah, I think just focusing more on defense and not letting them score sure. and giving us extra opportunities was very helpful. How do you guys take positives after a loss? Obviously, uh, it's been rough in the MIAA this year, but there have been moments where you guys have played really, really well and been in these games. You know, you think back to Missouri Southern where you guys were down something like 21 going into, you know, three minutes left and you – you know, really poured on the Lopers there at the end of the second quarter, get back into that game. It was a two-possession game down in Edmond against Central Oklahoma. And there have been other games. Emporia State, the game that was that you played against them here, was very, very close. Uh, yeah, how do you guys try to take positives from those losses and, and continue to have that optimistic and positive outlook that you guys are going to put it together and get one of these wins? Um, I just think we're all competitors. And when you go out there every single day, I mean, you want to you wanna compete, you want to win. So, I mean – Regardless of what our outcomes have been, we still we still want to have that competitive competitive edge. And you know, when when you are a player, obviously, you know you want to play. You started out the year uh, not so much in the rotation, was used kind of sparingly, but now all of a sudden, five straight starts for you and a career high eight points against Nebraska Kearney. So obviously, for you, patience has paid off. How difficult is it in the moment to stay patient on the bench because you don't know when your name is going to be called? But obviously, now that you are in the starting lineup and in the regular rotation, uh, you've made the most of your minutes. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's fun regardless. I mean with who you're on the bench with or with whoever you're playing with. I mean, they're just a really great group of girls that I love being around. So regardless, I'm, I'm just ready. 
Coach Nicole, talk to us about what it's like to be coached by one of these all-time legends in women's basketball in the state of Kansas, obviously Kansas State. Uh, you know, talk to us about Coach Nicole and what she has meant to you in your development as a player. Um, we haven't had her for a couple of weeks since the baby, and yeah. so we've been missing her a lot. But she's been coming to the games, and she's just – I mean, she's just so positive all the time, regardless of what's going on. And she's just so fun to be around. I – I love having her. Uh, obviously, Vang is a name around these parts that is widely known for athletic excellence in Goddard. And, and there are so many Vangs. So let's start with that. Which of the Vangs, you know, how, I know that there are a few lions of the family, a few branches of the family tree. Which Vangs are you related to? Um, I'm related to Tate and Tucker. Okay. Vang, if that Get, helps. That, that helps. Narrows it down. That does narrow it down a little bit. Um, so obviously, you know, you guys are such an athletic family. Mm -hmm. You guys have, you know, brothers that have been playing, you know, when, ended up at KU playing some football. Um, you know, so there, there have been so many, you know, young men and young women that have, you know, had these athletic exploits. What's it been like for you to grow up in such an athletic family? Uh, you know, we had a head coach at Goddard that really built the program that had that last name as well. So what's that been like to, to be in a family that's had so much athletic success? Very competitive. <laughs> yeah. Everything, even home games, uh -huh. just card games, whatever it was, how, someone how, had to win. How, how, were there any difficult moments there, you know, like one-on-one -on -one in the, in, in the, uh, on the driveway for a basketball hoop? Yeah, with my brothers, and then I'd get kicked out because I wasn't <laughs> I yeah. wasn't going hard enough. I wasn't up on their level. Sure. I mean, there were there were a lot of fights, though. A lot of fights. Really? Yes. Okay. Did, did did you give? Did you at least give as good as you, as you got in those fights? I tried my best. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all you can ask for, right? So, sports in the family, obviously, really, really important. How nice is it for you to be able to be so close to them here in Wichita? So they, you know, obviously, just about five, ten minutes. Don't know where they live in God or what corner of God they're in, but obviously, to come and watch you play, uh, obviously, very, very convenient for them. How great is it to have family support and hopefully some Lion fans? coming out to watch you play here as a Jet as well. Uh, it's been really nice just having them at every single game and having the support. It's it feels really good. Looking at how you've come to be at Newman, obviously you started through the JUCO route, went south to Cali County Community College. Uh, what do you feel like made the JUCO route for you uh, right for you? And what was your, what was life like as a Tiger before you became a Jet? Um, I just. Juco just sounded like the right path. I wasn't sure where I was going to go. I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I didn't. I was just, I was like, this, I got to find it somehow. Sure. And so started out there and it was, I mean, it's a grind. Juco is a grind. And so it was a rough two years and then COVID hit. And then it was kind of just, where am I going now? And then Drew gave me the opportunity to come here, and I was all for it. So as you've taken these steps forward in your own personal development, have you figured out what you think you want to do long term? Yeah, I am majoring in marketing right now, so okay. so very I mean, excited. There, as I tell a lot of our graduates who are up here, I, I do hear there is some money to be made in that. What drew you to that profession and what do you feel like is going to be the thing that you're going to enjoy about marketing once you're able to get started as a professional here you know in, in a couple of years um i had taken a class and it just kind of sparked something sure. in me and i was like well that was fun yeah do it again and then i at cali i would talk to talk to our marketing uh lady and she just helped me kind of figure out like 
what was enjoyable with it and what I'd want to do with it. And so they didn't have marketing at Kelly at the time. It was just like a side class. And so I was like, oh, I got to go somewhere for this. And so she helped me figure that out. And it's been a journey, but sure, <laughs> I'm that, really excited for what is going to come from it. And that, and that is okay. Uh, final question for you, uh, Central Oklahoma coming up. Uh, I, I didn't look back to see how much you played in the first matchup there, but I know that you were you were there on the bench and you saw you know kind of the force that is Kelsey Johnson. And you know, as one of the players in the front court, uh, it's going to be you, Brittany Ho, and Laura Bello uh, going to be in charge of trying trying to slow her down, which is, you know, we've been watching her for two and a half years now. It's much easier said than done. Uh, what do you think is the game plan? And you guys in that one just kind of ran out of steam, could never quite get over the hump in that game as they got out again to a, to a, a lead. And I don't think you guys ever took the lead in that game, but you guys just never went away. And with about four or five minutes left of that last media timeout, you guys were within four to six points. Somewhere. So you guys were right there at the end again. Uh, what's it going to take to give yourself a shot with five minutes to go down by one or two scores and, and have a chance to pull this thing out? Um, one, Brittany's not going to foul this time. She's, she's not going <laughs> to, yeah, she's not going to get two quick ones. Yeah. So she'll be in. And I mean, just being physical, just, you have to, especially with Kelsey Johnson. I mean, just it, all of us. How, I guess all that was all the questions that I had prepared, but I guess I'll follow that up with, with one last question. You know, the Jayhawk conference, so many great players have come out of the Jayhawk conference It's a very, very respected junior college league but what's the step up been like from playing Jayhawk basketball to now being in the MIAA probably the physicality I mean it was physical in Juco but it's just different the the the, the girls are different and the girls how much stronger are they here at the, in the MIAA oh way stronger way stronger and way taller <laughs> yeah yeah they, 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 they do seem to run a little bit taller once again the Newman women they're going to be playing on Saturday, so it's all of a week off. How nice is it to have a, a midweek off uh, for a change? I mean, it's nice, but uh, I don't know if I'm ready to practice for a full week. Yeah. Well, and Coach Drew was saying, you know, you guys played so well the last time out. I know you didn't get the win, but, you know, you might want to get back to it on yeah. Wednesday or Thursday yeah. and try to keep that momentum. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited just because it's a full week to redevelop, re re-strategize, and get back into it hopefully get us a win. One thirty doubleheader against Central Oklahoma. We'll have the coverage for you on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen. And, of course, you can watch the game, the MIAA network.com slash Newman. Tori Vang, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. We'll wrap up with Coach Nicole on the JetCast next. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, General Manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. As we look back over 2021, I'll admit there were some challenges. But overall, it was a great year. It was a year full of great events, New beginnings with our warehouse and another year of taking care of customers and giving back to this great community. Whether you visited Mel Hamilton Ford to purchase a vehicle or visit our Facebook to enter a contest, we appreciate your time and your business. Thank you to every customer from racing to quick lane. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers since 1984, experience the difference. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. 
Wrapping up the JetCast, once again, the women are in action coming up on Saturday. Men are actually playing on Wednesday, so you can follow that game. We've got the links up for you, NewmanJets.com. But the women actually do get a bye week this week, and they are taking on Central Oklahoma. It's a doubleheader, another youth sports Saturday here at the gate. So you can bring the kid to Fugate Gymnasium. They're going to get in free wearing their favorite uniform, and then the entire family, they get $5 tickets. So check that out. It's brought to you by Advanced Orthopedic Associates. And we are here with Coach Nicole Oldie-Johnson, Kansas State, WNBA legend, and now one of the leaders of this Newman women's basketball program as the Jets take on the Broncos for a 1.30 doubleheader on Saturday. Coach Nicole, first solo appearance on the JetCast. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. Uh, a, a new son, Johnson uh, number, I guess it'd be Johnson, the son number two, Johnson yep. number four in the family. So you guys now can can feel like an Olympic three-on-three team <laughs> and, and have a sub. Uh, and, and you mentioned feeling pretty good got some sleep last night so how, how has that adjustment been uh it's been different it definitely has been our first son he was a sleeper so he i feel like unless i just forgot everything <laughs> i feel like he slept four hours right away and and this one he, he's giving us a run for our money sure so, uh we're getting there well and and yeah coach coach drew it a couple times in the pregame he's he's been fighting it off and <laughs> like zach said maybe it's just my questions that are boring him to to, to sleep but uh, how is dax taking all this in uh, Dax has been great. He's been an awesome big brother. Um, super helpful if we ask him to go get something. He's ready to go get it. He uh, wants to give him lots of snuggles. We have to tell him to be gentle all the time. Sure. Dax is not a gentle person. So <laughs> uh, he's, he's learning how to do that. And But he's been great. He's taking everything in stride. And he's just been a super awesome big brother. Now, during this second semester, you have not been making as many mm-hmm. of the road trips. Yep. How difficult is that to have to watch or hopefully listen to the game uh, and, and not be there on the bench and in the action and, and, and there to help your, your post players? Yeah, it's hard for sure. Um, obviously, we knew that would be an adjustment. Um, you know, I think if we would have planned it correctly, we would maybe sure. would have picked having a kid right in the middle of basketball season. Yeah. But, you know, things happen the way they happen, and, sure. and we're very grateful we have Cooper. Um, it's been an adjustment. Obviously, I, I watch at home, and then I'm always texting. I text Josh, um, <laughs> and so that way he has his phone, and he can look at it. I don't know if they actually read the text all the time, sure. but um, I text him, and, you know, Dax will be watching the game. He'll be saying stuff, and so we're just at home just watching, cheering him on, and uh, if we see something that can help him, we'll, we'll let him know but um, we know it's in good hands with Drew and Josh as well so you guys just got done coaching against the other married mm-hmm. couple how was that to, to coach against the Amy's and you guys well you guys had a great conversation with those two down there after the game yeah on, for on sure we, we know Carrie and Devin really well and um, obviously they're really good people and really good coaches um, and so they've they've been in in this game a long time too and, and and been in this league for a while as well and so it's nice to be able to just um, talk back and forth with them and um, you know, they have advice for us and, and, and stuff like that. And so they're, they're good people, and, and it's fun to, to be able to coach against them. Obviously, would have loved to get the win. But, of course. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just continue to battle, and, and hopefully someday we get there. Absolutely. So you guys come in. You were his associate head coach up at Bethel. Mm-hmm. You guys got to come in together to run the program. Uh, on game day, he's kind of the de facto head coach. Mm-hmm. He's the one that talk, gets to talk to the officials, mm-hmm. that stands up. What do you feel like is your role? 
role in this program that you guys are building together here at Newman. Yeah, so, well, sometimes I probably stand up a little too much <laughs> along with Drew. So I haven't been told to sit down too many times the, yet. The, I don't think uh, you have. Which is good. Um, I mean, I just think my role is obviously um, we each kind of have our own things that we do, and we also have a lot of stuff that we do together. And um, obviously development of post players is one of the big things. Um, haven't been able to be at practice as much, so Drew has taken on some of that. Um, but post player development, um, calling out um, different plays maybe that, that would help Drew. Um, he usually calls out the sets, but um, if I see something, maybe a different mismatch that he doesn't see, being able to call that out. Um, a lot of the subbing patterns, Josh and I kind of handle that together. Um, and so a lot of that stuff as far as the in-game stuff and then the practice stuff. But um, And then along with that, just recruiting, um, just the day-to-day just things you have to do behind the scenes as well, which I've been able to do a lot at home, which has been nice. The, the You guys started the old the Elite program mm-hmm. kind of together, obviously used your name, so you mm-hmm. were kind of the face yeah. and the name of the franchise mm-hmm. there, to, to, to use that kind of phrasing. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you guys decide that, you know, on game day that – you wanted him to kind of be the, even if you guys are kind of running this thing together yeah. here at Newman, but he's the de facto head coach. How did you guys come together and decide that, that that was the way that you guys wanted to operate? Yeah, well, I think that's something that he uh, has always really wanted is, is that head coaching role. And, and I am totally fine uh, taking a step back and letting him do that. Um, that's not something necessarily that is on my bucket list that I have sure. to do. And so um, it just kind of works out that, he wants to do that his voice is louder than mine and so um, everybody is able to hear him from players and um and he's just able to to kind of take on that role and I am perfectly fine kind of being the one that sits down and and the nice thing is that he is very willing to listen to whatever we have to say as well and so I think that's why it works out really really well is that we each have these roles but we're willing to be open to each other's suggestions well and it it there, it amazes me there's so much time that'll go on during a game and I'm not saying this is right or wrong mm-hmm. but there's so much time I don't know if I've ever seen a coach that will actually just not watch the game and just talk to his assistants mm-hmm. more than, than Coach Drew so uh, how important is that level of communication? Oh it's huge I mean I think it's ginormous just because um, he may see something or Josh and I may see something and so um if you're not able to communicate back and forth, you don't get that. Um, you just don't get to see the big picture and, and what everybody else may see. And so um, I think that's what, you know, makes us work really well together is that we're able to be open to each other's ideas and suggestions. And, um, you know, obviously he can take them if he wants them and he cannot sure. take them if he wants them. But he's at least willing to listen to us and, and um, be able to brainstorm some different stuff. Well, you are, are obviously a Kansas State, you know, women's basketball legend name in the rafters up there at Bramwich Coliseum. Uh, uh, how do have you been able to see this any part of the 61 point performance oh, I watched from it, yeah. Aoka Lee and you know did, were you able to reach out and, and and I guess that that had to be just an amazing you know experience to watch a Kansas State player trying to follow in your footsteps set the all-time scoring record at the division one women's basketball level mm-hmm. she's kind of the Wilt Chamberlain of college women's basketball with 61 points uh, what was that like to watch her do that yeah. in, in that game crazy and amazing all in one i can't fathom <laughs> scoring 61 points in a game what's your, what's your career um, high? i think mine was like 34 or something that's like a that. lot it's still a lot but not 61 so she she's just amazing and and the thing is I, i've met her a few times and obviously i know um some people on that coaching staff and some players there really well um the biggest thing is that she seems like a really really good person too and so um great people there at k-state and she's doing amazing things and she's so talented like 
I, yeah, she does some things that I'm like, I would have never known how to do. So <laughs> she's really, really good. Well, and, and obviously you guys are big Kansas State supporters mm-hmm. and a big Kansas State Wildcat fans. Uh, you know, Kansas State women's basketball from your era had taken a little bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. But it certainly seems like it, that program's moving in the right direction. Just as a fan, how, how exciting is that for you to see? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think they are doing a really good job. Coach Mitty's doing great with um, everybody that he is, has put into that program and the positions that they're in. Obviously, they have a great post player, and they have some really good guards and some really young guards as well. And so I think the trajectory of that program is is upward, and I think it's 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 good and it's fun to watch. And we're obviously hoping that the Newman Jet program is soaring upward mm-hmm. as well, and one of the players hopefully going to help you do that is Tori Vang, who mm-hmm. we just talked to on the show, who did not have a big role in terms of on-the-court minutes to start the year, but personnel changes, opportunity comes, mm-hmm. and she's ready to answer the door, and she steps through, and obviously five straight starts now, eight points, a career high against Nebraska Cardi, and now all of a sudden playing really big and important minutes for you. How great is it to see her being able to respond to a situation where after not starting, she kept herself ready, and now that opportunity has called, uh, she's really answered the bell for you guys. Yeah, I think that's the amazing thing about sports is that you never know when your time is going to come, and so um, she's put herself in a position to continue to stay ready. And so, um, like you said, she wasn't playing a ton early on, but she kept practicing, um, kept working out, got in the gym. Uh, we've seen her in the gym a couple of times just by herself, getting some shots up. And, and obviously that pays off. And uh, we, we know Tori can, can knock down shots and her shot looks so pure. I tell her that all the time. It's one of the best looking shots I've seen. And so um, just the confidence that she needs to step up and knock some shots down. And I think she did that against Carney. And so I think moving forward, she'll continue to gain more and more confidence. But just a credit to her. She's stayed ready. She's been competitive in practice and, and her time has come and she's really stepped up and filled that role. Now, I did not clear this question with anybody. But I'm going to ask it anyway. This is our last episode before Valentine's Day. So it is a perfect time to ask (laughs) how does a a kansas state basketball legend and an all-conference punter from friends how do they get together how did that happen Oh boy, that is a that's a long story, but the short of it is he got a teaching job in Clay Center and I moved back to Clay Center and that's how it happened. Okay. So, well, there who you go. Knew? Yeah, who who did know? Uh what's it like you know to to work with coach Drew and to you know not only just have your family here, but, you know, be able to coach together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I told him as well, there are probably some married couples that, you know, relish that separation <laughs> during the working day, but uh, not really an option for you guys. You guys office right next to each other. But, you know, gosh, how long have you guys been coaching together now? Oldie Elite? Oh, eight years I mean, or so, four years at Bethel, yeah. one season here, and then, so that's five, pl- or four Probably and a half. Four or five fi- years with Old Elite as well. So, yeah, we're so. looking at about a decade. Yeah. Yep. But uh, it's, for whatever reason, I guess you gotta, you guys have to have a love of each other, mm-hmm. but you guys also have to have a love of basketball, too. Yeah, we do, and and I will say, thankfully, those office door offices have doors, so, you know, <laughs> we can always close them if we need to, but um, it's, honestly, it just works out, and I remember kind of the first time first couple times I met Drew and and we talked basketball I mean our philosophies really match up well with each other and he coached um, and played under a guy Brett Flory who um, is a great basketball mind and um, I played for coach Patterson at K-State and um, both of those philosophies that they had really match up with each other and so therefore Drew's philosophy and my philosophy in basketball just kind of meshed and so uh, we believe a lot of the same things and and 
like to coach in a way of the same as far as like just getting after it and being really really competitive and and so it just really works and then obviously yeah like you know you have to have a love for each other and have to have an understanding that not everything's going to go well all the sure. time, but being able to communicate through things and, and talk through things obviously um, makes it so you can coach together and can work together. Final question for you, Central Oklahoma. This is mm -hmm. a game that you guys battled. You, this is one that you're you know probably screaming on the monitor because yes. you guys <laughs> you know played really really well mm -hmm. for for the majority of this game. You, they you allowed a couple of runs, but you battled back. <laughs> I think it was close to like four points mm -hmm. there at the end six of the last media timeout the last five minutes obviously they they kind of imposed their will they were able mm -hmm. to, to to get away from you guys and kelsey johnson was you know really, really special in that in that game so and it's your players i asked her your players going to be in charge of trying to keep her in check it, not easy not an easy assignment at all um the, how do you see this game against central oklahoma yeah, well, um, obviously we're excited to get another game under our belt. Obviously we have the whole week to kind of practice and prepare. Um, I don't know how much players love that, but as coaches <laughs> we like to be able to prepare for it. Uh, we will give them some time off so they rest sure. their bodies and stuff. But Central Oklahoma is really, really talented. They have a lot of pieces. Um, they have great inside game. They have, their guards are really, really good. They're athletic. Um, they're very, very talented. And so um, it's just going to be kind of a total team effort. Obviously, nobody's going to stop um, Johnson just by herself. And so it's going to be, you know, working through our post players and obviously some help from our guards. So total team effort and just, you know, we'll see what happens if we can come out and compete and play hard. Um, hopefully the chips fall where they fall and we'll like where we're at. One thirty doubleheader coverage coming up on Saturday. The men and the women taking on Central Oklahoma. You can listen to the game on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen, of course, on your mobile device. Download it for free today, the Newman Athletics app, Google Play or the App Store, or watch the game on vmiwanetwork.com slash Newman. Coach Nicole of women's basketball, her first solo appearance on the JetCast. Thank you so much for being here, Coach. Well, thanks for having me. We will be back with another JetCast next week. We'll be back at our normal time, dropping these on Wednesdays at either 1 p.m. if we've got live Newman Jets Audio Network coverage in the night or at 6 p.m. But we appreciate you tuning in for this special Monday edition of the JetCast. So until next week, Blake Cripp saying, Go Jets.